Let's talk about the myth of consistency and what's actually needed to grow your business versus what's optional. I've been in a really great place lately where I have been able to see my business from a bird's eye view and make changes, evaluate, pivot, whatever hasn't been working and it has not felt personal at all. I feel like sometimes in business because we work so hard to build what we build, whether it's systems, offers, launches, I don't know. We work so hard and so tearing it down often feels like a personal offense. (laughs) Even if we're the ones making the decision to tear it down, we can be like, it's such a waste, I didn't build this right, I should have known better. But I've come to recognize that it is really all just part of the business building journey, as well as the personal development journey, because you will always hit a point where you have this really great peak And then you have to kind of take a few steps back again in order to build back up to your next peak. It's never just like consistently upward. I have had such a refreshing weekend full of leisurely activities. I've been hiking. I've been running at sunrise, going to the beach, doing a lot of social things. And today I'm feeling a little bit low energy. I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice. However... I, talking about this topic, feel very strongly about it. And so I had to show up for it, you guys. So this episode was actually inspired by Kendall, who is someone who I've been talking to on Instagram, and she's like a business friend slash, let's say, colleague that I've gotten to know over the last few years of just chatting back and forth. We've never met in person, but I'm sure we will very soon. And I put up a post about consistency and the entrepreneurial struggle to be consistent. I shared how when the Barbie movie came out, how I absolutely loved America Ferreira's monologue. And I want to read you guys a bit of the snippet from the actual monologue so that you can be inspired by it yourself and what Kendall messaged me after that inspired this episode. So it says, you have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard. It's too contradictory and nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. I'm so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us beautiful right it was a whole as multiple minute monologue but i just took that snippet kendall messaged me and she resonated with the fact that it was very emotional she cried in the cinema i did too and she told me that these exact words i've definitely felt the pressure of trying to do and be everything at once but realizing that no one else around me currently expects that of me It's literally just me that's placed these expectations on myself or from societal standards. And that is why I want to talk about inconsistency, which is a word that we have sort of demonized in the business space, in the world of productivity. We often view inconsistency like it's the enemy of progress and success. And I want to change that narrative because the truth is inconsistent can also be part of productivity. See, the consistency myth says that the only way to do to create a certain result is to do it in a certain way X amount of times. It's a formulation of how to create a result. However, the problem with this is we live in a society where everything is sort of cookie cutter formulated, designed for people who are built a certain way including how marketing business sales is taught. And this is why I've created Flow-Based Business as a brand and have really worked towards demystifying the importance of actually figuring out how your own flow works, how your own business can be built and it doesn't have to look like everybody else's. The problem with this consistency myth is that we often just take it at face value we take someone's advice because they have a certain result that we want too and we say well we have to apply it that way not considering that we have a unique energetic blueprint 
that we have different strengths and skill sets, different preferences, different experiences, and different values. One of the things that I love to say is, I don't care what you've achieved or what result you have. I am not listening to your advice unless you are living the lifestyle that I want or hold the values that I hold to. And this came from a place of spending years of my personal development journey only listening to the people that were in the spotlight, the people who had the loudest voice in the industry, particularly the business industry, which was in fact male-dominated and rooted in hustle strategies. It wasn't until I decided that I was not going to take the strategies or advice of people who, yes, they had the results of all the money, all the client, all the abundance that I thought I wanted, but were deeply miserable or took strategies in their business where they never got sleep and their philosophies in life where were to trample all over people and do whatever they wanted to get to where they are because there is a place for that hustle and you know grind energy however I personally just don't subscribe to it as a lifestyle okay so for me I wanted to talk about this topic because I believe that inconsistencies are part of life. However, on a business level, it's important to have consistency, but to do it in a way that actually aligns for you, in a way that actually serves your version of what a freedom-based business looks like. And that is different to all of us. But here are some of the myths that I often hear in business that you might resonate with or have heard before. You need to post X times a week in a certain way to attract clients. You can't just rely on organic to get to six figures. You need to have a lead tracker and target leads, do DMs daily. You need to have this kind of rigid, strict regimen around your lead generation or else you won't get clients. Batching is inauthentic. This is also another one. I hear a lot of these kinds of consistency myths And they're myths because things are always evolving. Strategies and what works are always evolving, especially in the digital space. But as a whole, humans are always evolving. So even if somebody claims to have figured out the formula, my advice, if you're to take anything away from this before we deep dive into this topic, is just take the advice, ask yourself how you feel about it, and evaluate whether it's right for you. That's it. I'm just teaching you to think about what you choose to do and not to do on purpose. Because the advice of other people and their version of consistency is allowed to look different to yours and you're both allowed to be successful. Okay? But firstly, how is inconsistency productive? Ironic, I know. But in the world of flow... These temporary lows or what we would call the emotional um, disruptions or energetic ebbs are viewed as inconsistency and they are often things that bottleneck our progress because if, for example, we are tasked to create a series of email sequences and we are not creative or we're not feeling inspired and we don't do the task, we're going to view ourselves as inconsistent and unproductive and we're going to make that negative. However, I invite you to view this inconsistency as part of a bigger cycle. It's a natural ebbing and flowing of what it means to be a human being and also to build a business. I want you to think about if you were opening a shop front If you got the keys to start building your shop today, like you got the keys to access the building and you got to start doing the fit outs and everything, if you fell sick the second day, like absolutely incapable of moving, as frustrated as you would be, you would not get up and try to do the fit out yourself. You would just rest. In a digital business, what we don't realize is that we don't let ourselves have that experience where if our energy is not there for whatever reason, if our emotions are not there, if our mind is not clear, there is a reason for that and we need to listen to it because you are human. The great thing about non-digital businesses is that you can listen to your body a lot more because your work is literally 
outside of your home. It's outside of your mind. Whereas as an entrepreneur, your work, your business is within you as much as it is outside of you. And sometimes your work is literally in your own bedroom on your laptop. So it's easy to access it and to blur those lines. So it's easy to make it a whole personal issue rather than just going, I just don't have the capacity. I'm not going in today. I'm going to have to build later. Okay. So the beauty of viewing inconsistency as productive is that you get to see business and the journey from a more well-rounded neutral way and it serves you because you let yourself experience your humanity and you don't lose yourself in the business which is what so many hustle driven women are doing and you don't even realize it when you have the space to let life take its course and have its ebbs and flows You allow life to have a say in the journey. You let the intelligence of your own business come through. And I know that sounds kind of strange, but all that really means is you let your business receive what it needs. So, for example, if you didn't have the systematic breakdown of your, I don't know, let's say your your email system is breaking down, it's not sending emails, it's going to spam, you wouldn't be able to have the cue to learn to figure out how to fix that problem and solve it. If you didn't have the problems of your timelining is out of whack and you're too unrealistic with your schedules and then you're falling behind and then you're getting overwhelmed and burned out, you wouldn't know what cracks to fix in your workflows. If you didn't have the overload, you wouldn't realize that you needed to delegate and outsource without the pushback on your products, without criticism, without testing, you couldn't have a foolproof product. Nothing is ever built perfect the first time. And this is what inconsistency allows us to experience. And on an intangible sense, on an emotional level, as the entrepreneur running your business, when you have a bad day, when your body breaks down and when you or when you just simply don't have the energy to fulfill the task that you thought you would be able to do, the gift in that when you listen and allow yourself to receive what you need instead of forcing it is that you get to receive the lesson that is needed. It is so common that so many of my clients, when their body just gives up on them, that in that time of forced rest, they have the biggest breakthroughs and ideas for their business. It is in the restfulness and the enjoying of themselves, lighting themselves up and doing more of what they love that they realize like there are other ways to do things in their business that could be more efficient or that they come up with their most creative launch strategies and marketing campaigns and their content workflows become easier. They're capturing content and batching with ease because their cup is full. The inconsistency which may be triggered by your body breaking down at the extreme level is needed because without it, you would not have the clarity. The end goal is to have a level of rhythm, a pace and a flow within your business where you don't need to end up at that extreme in order to have the space to reflect and be creative and realize that there are better ways to do things. But I also recognize that there is a structural, tangible aspect to building support systems so that your inconsistency moments don't affect your end results. It's a balance, okay? So when you think about this concept of inconsistency and consistency, what is that balance? How do you effectively build a business that works but isn't bottlenecked at your inconsistencies and any inconsistencies at all? Well, it's having a repeatable process and system for the things that need to be consistent, which are usually the structural components of your business. These are what are within the business wheel that I teach. These are your foundational aspects of business, like your marketing systems, your product suite, your delivery of your products, your back-end systems, your sales strategies and cash flow. These are the business foundations that always need to be healthy and they need to have consistent processes in order for your business to sustain. I teach this in a framework called a business wheel, which you can actually access inside of a training that I'm releasing called Business Without Hustle. 
And there is a framework that I introduced to you there explaining the basic things that you need to build a sustainable business and how to build it in a way that supports you. I will link the details in the description. However, what finding your consistency in these areas, these pillars of your business, requires these three things. You ready? One, know what frequency that task requires, how often it needs to happen within that area. For example, if the area of your business that we're talking about in the business wheel is marketing, then know how frequent your task of generating leads or posting content, know how frequent that needs to happen in that department of your business. Second thing, know what needs to be delegated and what you can do or only you can do, basically. So know that XYZ content you do, XYZ content someone else does. Or in the creation process, you record because that's your zone of genius and someone else edits because that is not your zone of genius, okay? Thirdly, have systems to make it more streamlined and to prioritize what you value. Because when your cup is not full and you are exhausted trying to do everything, then you cannot give to your business in a sustainable way. And that feeds the unhealthy inconsistencies. So do all of these three things, do them for all five areas of your business wheel and understand that even inconsistencies can fuel your journey. That, my loves, is what creates flow within your business. It's having the right external systems and the right internal ones. It's a mixture of intangible and tangible work. That's why my flow-based business principle is that business is never just about the strategy and the structure. It's internal strategy too. It's internal structures too. It's learning to, yes, build a effective marketing workflow to have frequency in that you have your own unique strategy for selling and positioning your products in the marketplace, but it's also having a unique strategy that is tailored to you to fuel your creativity so you can create unique marketing campaigns and stand out in your messaging and not look like everybody else. They work hand in hand, that is flow. But how exactly do you do this? I wanna give you three simple things that you can do to really foster this relationship with your business and you can do this at any level I mean on any uh, pillar or aspect of your business wheel you want to actually go and look at the five components of your business wheel a running sustainable business and put it through these three things that I'm going to give you because they are very very helpful I have taken a lot of my clients through A lot of these lessons through our individual coaching sessions, I've even done intensives on some of these topics, but all of which to say it's designed to help you find your flow because consistency is about rhythm. It's not about copying someone else's rhythm because that work which works for them does not always work for you for many different reasons. And you want to start finding your own rhythm with your own business, building your own structures, your own frameworks and knowing where you have to put your priority in order to keep the whole thing going. Because when you don't, your priority zone, when you don't honor that, then everything will eventually crumble because it's top down. It all flows down from you. Okay? All right, let's get into it. So first things first, let's talk about systems. Systems are like the ninja to your business. This is the most underrated aspect of business that we honestly do not pay attention to enough. And I really want to talk about this because I feel like for the first three to four years of my business, I really did not have proper systems because I just wasn't really paying attention to it. I think because in the beginning parts of our businesses, we're often experimenting, trialing, we're not sure if it's working, we don't really know or have much data to work off. It can be hard to systemize a lot of things, whether it's your content workflows, your marketing strategies, your sales processes, your lead generation, even your day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month routines as a CEO. However, 
I can't stress this enough. If you want to get ahead in the game, you want to build systems early. There is a term called SOPs, basically stands for standard operating procedures that you want to adopt into every single thing you do. You can create an SOP for every little thing you do because not only does it make your job easier when you're hiring and outsourcing in the future, but it also allows you to recognize your own workflow and work with it easily. See, a part of building a business without hustle, a business that self-sustains, is understanding what are the mechanics of how it moves. And if there is no system or routinely processes, then things are going to get overlooked or forgotten or not really maintained. It's kind of like if you go to a theme park. There is a maintenance man who goes around and does his job. He checks if the machines are working okay. He oils up the machines. He just runs checks regularly simply so that the theme theme park can operate consistently and efficiently without any dramas. What I see a lot for my clients, particularly my beginner clients, but even in my more experienced clients who've had massive growth in their businesses and have been running successfully for the last few years, is that the basic systems sometimes are either outdated or are not working for them anymore. And your basic systems can be something like your uh, how you generate leads or how you create content. It could be how you uh, do your finances. There's a whole lot of systems that are involved in building a business. And again, as I mentioned earlier, you want to have systems that encompass the tangible aspects of your business, which are basically categorized into the five main components of a self-sustaining business model, which is positioning, product suite, sales, and operations and client delivery. These are all in the business wheel. And again, I go into this into in my training, which I will link in the bio for you guys who kind of just have no clue what I'm talking about or need a refresher on what are the fundamental aspects of your business. Because let's face it, there can be a lot of stuff that you think you need to do that isn't really that important right now. So systemizing and structuring a lot of things in the back end of your business so that they become muscle memory, so that they operate efficiently and they can sort of seamlessly help you create that freedom life or freedom lifestyle that you want is your hack to everything. So let's talk examples. I'm going to make this more specific for you guys. If your goal is to close two high ticket clients per month, then you want to have a marketing and sales strategy and systems in place required to achieve that. You need sales content going out. You need a consistent rhythm, whether it's weekly or monthly. You need automations. Perhaps if you're not at a stage where you're automating, perhaps it's you need a schedule or reminders on your phone or calendar for when to write an email, when to send it out, when to... Um, have push out your lead magnet and do launches things like this right and if you're putting out if you have a goal of closing two high ticket clients per month for example then you need to calculate or work backwards off of well how many people need to see my stuff in order for me to convert to two high ticket clients if your conversion is 50 percent and again in the beginning it's going to be hard to get this data but if you just estimate that out of four people that see your content, two people might convert, then great, you got a 50% conversion. So you need to get your stuff, your promos, your lead magnets, your content consistently out to four people because ideally out of the four, two of them are going to convert. But if your conversion is not that great or you find that your audience is not in that warm to hot category of buying from you perhaps a lot of them are still kind of cold still don't know what you do and your marketing just hasn't been consistent lately about what you do and how you help people then you're gonna have to do a little bit more work so if your goal is to close two clients again this month then ask yourself what can I do what can I build and how can I have a rhythm for that perhaps and this is happening for a lot of my clients perhaps you're at a stage where you want to actually build a lead magnet so you can push out this lead magnet and attract your the ideal segment of your audience that you want to make sales with make sales to um this is where if you've never built a lead magnet you actually have to carve out time and systemize your week so that 
X amount of days, X amount of hours are going towards magnet, uh, building your lead magnet. And then perhaps your next step of the process is to have a simple landing page for people to opt into the lead magnet. Perhaps you need to set up a form or even set up an email marketing software so you can collect emails. These are all very simple tasks, which at first seem very daunting, but as I walk my clients through them and give them like the quick tips and tools, particularly in my intensives when we do this kind of stuff, it honestly is so much more doable if you can create a structure and a system to actually get it done. Because if you commit to this process of, for this example, building out this simple funnel to close two high ticket clients per month, and you factor in all the elements, your opt-in, your lead magnet, your sales process, your marketing content, all of these components, you've covered the basis for what it will take for you to close two high ticket clients, aka to get X result, then all you need to do is stick to that process. And if it's automated, even better. If it's outsourced, even better, right? But I understand not everybody has that capacity and it's okay to do that. Like if you're only trying to close two high ticket clients per month, Think about it, if you've got 200 people in your audience, let's say, you only need two of them. So what will you do? How will you speak to the 200 to bring out or call out or magnetize those two clients? And how can you do it consistently so they come through your funnel sooner? See, I know systems is such an unattractive word because it doesn't sound like freedom, but the reality is within boundaries and within routine, on a structural level, that is, there is so much freedom because it's kind of like muscle memory, like learning to drive. Imagine if every time you hopped in a car, you felt the exact same way as you did when you first got in the car for the first time, like for a driver's test. You would be so freaking nervous, so overstimulated and just overwhelmed all the freaking time when you're driving. But thank God for muscle memory and thank God for our brain's ability to retain knowledge because we don't have to think about it. And that's what happens when you allow yourself to build proper systems and structures for some of the things that need to be going on autopilot or need to be consistent in your business. This is why the business wheel is so helpful because it it points you to the exact activities that your business needs in its most essential form. So not all the little shiny stuff that doesn't really matter or make a difference, but the fundamental core elements that your sustainable business needs to get off the ground and to maintain. And it tells you to just build systems and processes for those, everything else is extra. So when my clients ask me like, what do I need to work on? I ask them, is your business wheel clean? Is it built? Is it systemized? And where within your business wheel are you actively engaging as the CEO, as the that's your zone of genius, and where are you outsourcing and delegating? Or if you're not outsourcing and delegating, where are you actually just um, having a process for that, a routine, so you can make time to make it happen? And it's really important for you to do this, especially in the beginning stages. Even if you are an experienced um, entrepreneur, actually, it's important for you to do this every now and then for your business to kind of take a scan, an inventory of like, how are the systems in your business going? What are the structures you've built? And are they still serving the results that you want? Do it regularly because this is your foundations. And if a foundation is crumbling, if it's not holding you up anymore, if it's not serving your values, then you're gonna constantly feel these misalignments and kind of these niggles in your business that just don't feel right. And you're gonna keep ending up in situations or with results in your business that just don't match what you want or what you're trying to get, okay? So I get it, the ability to execute on some of these tedious tasks of building your business or establishing the foundations of your business, these can be really hard. And this is where in a intentional business uh, building stage of your business, like for example, in the beginning or when you're doing an overhaul or review, this is where you do want to do the intangible and internal work. This is where your structures on an intangible level come in. And this is things like working with your energy, creating flow zones or environments and uh, triggers that you know help you focus and having routines. These are the internal 
um, kind of levels of work. And so what I like to filter through or what I like to ask myself are these three questions. How often will this task need to be done? Can it be delegated? And is there a simpler way to do this? So it's about frequency, delegation, systemization. If you take every single task that you have on your structural list, for example, the um, in the business wheel, the category of marketing, if you have a task within your marketing category to create three pieces of content a week to post on your Instagram, okay? How often will this task be done? Can it be delegated to someone? what parts of it can be delegated. Perhaps you create the idea, but someone designs it. Um, Perhaps they're scheduling it or perhaps you're scheduling it. Okay. And is there a simpler way to do this? Can you utilize tools like ChatGPT? Can you utilize platforms like Airtable to help you have your content all in one place? Right. Is there a... um, any examples or content references that you can use for your editor so that the process is easier for them to create and there's less back and forth. So this is an ongoing thing as you can probably see. Systems are not just about build it once and it's done, it's constant maintenance. Remember the theme park example, okay? So outside of those three, I also have three main sort of um, tips, I would say, for allowing yourself to also do the internal work. So I mentioned that you want to work with your energy, which is a huge element of being an entrepreneur, knowing when your energy ebbs and flows and having a an ideal week planned out for yourself in that you know when your energy dips. Perhaps your energy is also better in the mornings versus the evenings or right after a gym session. This is what I like to call your flow zones, finding your optimal peak focus and performance times. Um, And I often like to do the hardest things in my business or in my day during those times, or I hack my week and day so that it is sort of working with those energy cycles of mine. Um, I also create intentional environments. So this is also part of a flow zone hack where you allow yourself to be in the spaces that get you in the energy needed for the task at hand. So one thing that I told my clients uh, recently was that I love going to nature walks if I want to come up with like content ideas or campaign ideas because when I'm in nature I tend to be more of myself and I tend to think more freely like a lot of possibility and limitlessness whereas if I'm sitting on my phone scrolling and comparing my content to other people's content I just feel really overwhelmed and I can't think I'm not creative at all another thing is if I need to do some hardcore just focus work where where maybe I'm uh needing to batch something, batch copyright or organize folders even, which is a huge task, by the way. Um, I will go to an environment like a library where people are like literally hyper-focused and it's dead quiet because that helps me as well. So I hack my week in that if I am supposed to be like organizing my files and folders at the end of each week, then I will make sure that on a Friday I'm going to a library and it's on my schedule. Um, Another way to do this is as well, like if you are inspired by doing the physical work, like servicing your clients or getting on a coaching call and you find your best ideas come right after, then create an extra hour of time after the call to just brain dump and decompress. Because often for most of us service providers, that is where our brilliance comes out because we have just finished doing the work with, with someone and for someone, right? So that is one. And you want to curate like your schedule so that your consistency is exciting. It's exciting for you to actually show up for your week. And for someone like me who really likes variety, I don't like having every single day the same, every single week the same. I like having things in my week where I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this yoga class for the first time. Or I'm also going to be going on a walk with a friend that I haven't caught up in weeks with. And just including things in my week so that I'm filling my cup and I have set spaces to be on and to be off, which again is huge for someone who is in charge of your own schedule right? So it's this working with the intangibles and the unseen, as you can see, 
that paired with clarity and effective delegation, frequency, and systemization of the tangible things helps you find your rhythm, okay? My second pointer for you is to do the deeper inner work because as much as you might be tempted to think that it's just optional, it really isn't. It's a CEO level activity too, okay? It's not just enough to have external systems, especially as a purpose and freedom-based business owner. You are driven by this deeper connection to yourself and to others. So when you get into absolute hustle mode and are not paying attention to the inner work, often you feel disconnected to what you're doing and you wake up some days feeling like, what's the point of it all? However, when you have a regular practice of doing the underpinning identity work that actually helps your business survive and thrive, then you're actually setting yourself up for a long game, a long-term game of success. See, your self-work requires you to have the identity of someone who already has a hustle-free business and lifestyle. Even if right now you're listening to this and you're like, I do not have that. My week is chaotic AF and I just cannot get out of the hustle. Even if that is your reality, this is where the acting as if, behaving as if comes in. So if your day-to-day week is not exhaustive and you are inspired and energized to build it, it is likely that your identity, your self-concept is somebody who doesn't have to hustle, who is living a a hustle-free lifestyle and whose business does support her. So even if you're like, well, how do I get there because I'm not there right now? I want to ask you one thing. What would it look like if you already had it? How would you be relating to that problem or that task in your business? How would you be responding to the nurturing that your body is asking of you right now? Right? So this is what one of my clients experienced actually last week. And the advice I gave to her was simply to learn to detach from the timelines and get to the root of her need to finish tasks right away. She was sharing with me how she had all these things that she had to do and she was excited to build them on some days and then other days she just felt like there was too many things. And then because after she got clear on what tasks needed to be done for every project that she had on her agenda, it suddenly felt like there was just too much to do that created overwhelm and basically paralyzed her from moving forward and feeling excited. Well, duh, I said, I was like, of course, you would literally be paralyzed because that's so much and your brain is interpreting it as it is all emergency action items. It all needs to be done now and you need to be the one to do them. And I was like, hang on, like, why do you feel the need to do it all now? Do you even need to be aware of all these other extra steps or can you worry about them later? right? There was this toxic or chronic pattern of trying to finish everything right away and believing that you have to do them now and the belief that only you could do it, which was another thing. Like so many high functioning entrepreneurs are like, I need to do them myself because nobody else can do it. That is a whole other story that we need to like deal with that we need to get coached on. If that's you, like my simple invitation is like, get into my link in bio on Instagram and book yourself a free call because we need to coach that right away because that is hurting your business so badly, okay? So what I like to, again, do is to create tangible structure like scheduling days, content days, editing days, strategic content choices, times where you are basically uh, allocating focus time for the task, right? And then your intangibles that support the corresponding tangible thing. So if content is a huge aspect of your business, which it is for everyone, then the CEO level inner work around that is having a clear intention for why you are posting the way you are. If you're doing a launch campaign, why are you choosing that launch campaigning style? Don't tell me it's just because the the coach that you love and follow did that style and you like their aesthetic and you just want to kind of mimic it. That is not enough because on a deeper level, you're going to feel like you have no originality in it. And when push comes to shove, you're not going to show up for it versus if you come up with the concept, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but just come up with a clear reason why you choose this design style. 
why you choose to launch in this way, why you're choosing to use your channel this launch instead of just using your Instagram stories like you normally would, why you're choosing to do deeply engaging text-based carousels versus just doing all reels this time round, why you're choosing to do... Um, what do you call them? Lip syncing videos instead of dancing videos. Like whatever things you do, have a clear intention with the end goal in mind and know that deeply. Own it. And also another intangible is leveraging your skill set to focus your energy on. That is such a simple fix. But like my client, she was trying to do it all and telling herself she had to do it all. And what is the most annoying thing or most heaviest experience in your body as a business owner than telling yourself you have to do a task that you already suck at and you already know is going to take you so long. You literally will procrastinate on it for years. (laughs) I know this because this is me and my finances, TBH. Like I hate logging all my finances. It just, and I will backlog up to like three, four months of not doing it, which is not great because then I have to spend hours doing it later, but I could also just delegate it, right? So if it's something I can't delegate for whatever reason, finances, I don't have someone, then I have to do the inner work around why I'm not doing it. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep putting it off. And the inner work might look like asking myself, what is it that I'm avoiding about the finances? And then having a a structural, tangible um, accountability or system like at the end of each month, I need to do it. And perhaps instead of only allocating myself one hour, I allocate myself two, three hours so that I have time to do it. I know some of you guys are going to be like, yeah, but you're just, you're going to procrastinate even if you block out more time. Well, yeah, in that procrastination time, that's my work. I have to recognize that it is CEO level activity to sit there and go, why is this taking you so long? Why are you making it so complicated? And what is actually going on underneath this? Why do you not like dealing with your finances? And there usually is a reason, which for me, it's because dealing with my finances means I have to confront my spending habits or I have to really think about the results that I've created and whether I'm happy with them. And that can be extremely vulnerable for a lot of us, which is why finances can be a huge thing in our businesses, okay? So when you pair the two and when your business strategies are not working as you planned or you're not getting through your timeline in the way you anticipated, you have this efficiency not to make it mean something about you. And in addition, this combination of tangible, intangible, like and recognizing that this is CEO level work, is such a, it's a more nuanced, more deep-rooted strategy for long-term success and growth. See, when your chosen strategies and chosen decisions and processes for your business are not coming from a triggered self or from copying someone else's method because of FOMO or because some guru told you that it's the only way to do it, you're intentionally making decisions in your business because you are clear on your goal and you trust your own ideas, your processes, and you're instead of copying um, other people, you're using it as resources, inspiration, and then evaluating how it fits for you and your values. This is, again, it takes more time, but it, it is what allows you to stay connected to your business. I recently did an intensive with a client who realized that at the stage she was in her content journey, like figuring out her personal brand, how to how she wants to market on social media, she realized that she really needed to go into an intentional play stage and we coached her on it and it was because so much of her fears around social was simply expressing herself because a long time ago somebody had told her she was like being too much basically and I recognized that right away I told her that look you could go into a strategy you could go into batch creating and pre-planning your content but we are still yet to figure out your voice your style not only that we have to figure out how to get you comfortable and authentic because you trying to be someone else is just not going to serve your business anyway so what we did was put her into an intentional play stage in her content creation and the only task was to share her journey as she goes she was going to build her business 
and share it with her audience. And that instantly felt so much better, so much more exciting and doable for her. And she actually allowed herself to do that simply because we didn't just take the strategies that everybody was telling her to do and all the gurus are saying she has to follow, but we paired that with her current capacity, with her season in business and this skill that she still needed to build in order to, for the long term, create a sustainable brand and business that she wouldn't feel exhausted by. If you just slow down to like reevaluate why you're doing everything the way you are, you're going to find that you're actually doing some things that don't feel good for you and it's creating friction in your results. So that's why when my clients work with me in one-on-one intensives or even in mentoring, I work with them at least minimum four months it's actually, I think, six months right now is the baseline, but for my repeat clients, I, it's minimum four months, simply because any level of result you want to create doesn't just require a change in strategy or a change in structure or skill. It also requires internal work, identity shifting, and overcoming any mindset blocks that are in the way. And that's the time. that's the work that takes time. You can build the systems, you can build the structures. I could literally hold your hand and show you exactly how to do them. But you implementing on it comes down to the inner work. It's the belief that you can. It's overcoming your self-limiting beliefs, your procrastination, the cycles and loops that keep you not doing what you know you need to do, even when it's laid out for you. I never let my clients neglect their inner world because to me, it is CEO level work. Okay, if you're not getting this, I don't know how else I can get it through you. If you're neglecting yourself, it will come up sooner or later in and through your business. So the reality is the best results come from a balanced self-care and business care. It's like good hygiene. Maintenance on your heart, on your mindset, on your soul set, on your physical routine, lifestyle, and body maintains the condition of the heart that pumps the blood through the machine of your business through the body, the vessel of your business. And it allows you to sustain longer. So don't neglect it because eventually you might just have a heart attack and your business won't be able to run. So allow that to coexist. So now we've covered the first two things, doing the deeper inner work because it's CEO level work and creating structures and systems that support your goals. The third and final lesson or tip is to simply be your product embody your brand wherever you go because even if you are in a in a process where you are still building you're still systemizing you're not really consistent yet because you're getting there that's okay as long as you are being your product and embodying your brand wherever you go that is the most consistent way of showing up for your business than anything because as one of my favorite teachers and mentors says all you need to do to make money in your business is to make offers, meet people, and tell them what you do and how you help them consistently over and over and over again, okay? That is it. If you can maintain this rhythm, even while you're building things structurally, because it does take time, you're going to be able to attract and convert very effortlessly because at the end of the day, business is about serving people. Business is about solving problems and everybody has problems to be solved, The only way someone buys from you is when you sell to them. And selling doesn't have to look sleazy. Selling to them is making an invitation, telling them what you do, how you help them, and inviting them to take you up on your offer. They're not obligated to, but that is your work of showing up. If you are embodying your brand and embodying your product, it seamlessly comes out in conversations. People naturally want to ask you about it because you're literally the living testimonial of what you do and why it works. And... In reality, it's the most effortless way to convert. For me, I didn't have half of the things that I told you um, in this episode because I didn't know at the beginning. But what I did do well is that I was embodying my product. I was constantly talking about it in my stories, not because I had a clue what I was doing, but because I just wanted to talk about it. I wanted to share all the things I was doing and what the clients I was working with were, um, were working through and the results that they were getting. I was walking around like I was just the best possible coach and service provider in my niche. And I was raving about the work that 
is possible on the other side of having a coach. And I can't tell you how effortlessly my business started to feel when I paired that with the trust and the knowing that I was going to eventually have my systems in place, that I was showing up for my business and building. And I equally trusted that if somebody was meant to work with me right now, they would. If they're meant for me, they will find me. I don't need to sit here and try to convince them or try to be perfect at everything. Not everything has to be already built in order for me to have clients because if I believed that, I wouldn't have shown up. I wouldn't have let myself be vulnerable and imperfect and made offers, right? So many of you guys are waiting to have everything built before you show up and really start making offers, but it's the opposite. Some of my most ideal clients have come from the most unexpected ways at social events when I wasn't even pitching because somebody because they followed me because someone tagged me or reshared a post and it wasn't even a business post. It was just like a random funny thing I put up. Like I will literally be at random events and just talking about what I do and people get curious. And because I'm being my product, they can feel it. They can see it. All because I let myself be my brand, naturally share my expertise and embody what I stand for. Okay, all that's left to do is make an offer if they want, if you feel that it is something they might benefit from or if they're expressing that they want it. This is an underrated strategy because although it doesn't seem strategic, it really simply is. Like I said, I didn't have anything. I didn't have a website, a funnel, a booking link for the first few years in my business and I was able to get to six figures all because I was just being that person. And that is the most consistent thing you can do. One of my favorite quotes about authenticity is how the hardest thing that you can do is try to chase or be like somebody else. And the easiest thing you can do is to just be yourself. So many of us are sitting here thinking like, if I could just be more like that person, then I'd attract more clients or I'd be more likable, more funny. But the easiest thing you can possibly do is actually just relax and be exactly who you are because that's who you know how to be best. Okay, so I know that we talked about a lot of things already and this episode, really, I, I wanted you to walk away with those three main points, but I thought it would be fun for us to end this episode just addressing a specific myth that goes around in the business industry, particularly those of you who have digital businesses. And that is the myth of you need to post every day. See, a sustainable business requires good infrastructure and systems, containers for consistency, like I said. However, these structures, from what you've learned today, must be underpinned by a healthy rhythmic flow. Okay? So when you are thinking about a social media strategy like you need to post every day, here's what I want to caution you on. If you are just thinking about hitting the metrics of posting every day, then what you're not thinking about is how to curate it for your specific business and your specific audience. That is the creative capacity that gets missed that is often underpinning the creation of the results you actually want. See, hitting the metrics of posting every day is not enough. Because you could be posting every day with no originality, quality, authenticity, strength in messaging, clarity in your offering, and be converting zero. That is why focusing on just the metric of you need to post every day is not helping you. If instead you're thinking about being authentic, you're thinking about serving people, and you're using that metric of posting every day as a baseline, And instead of just taking it at face value, asking yourself, why is it that I need to post every day? Then you can formulate your own strategy. So perhaps you don't choose to post every day because that feels exhaustive. You don't have the capacity or whatever. Then maybe you're taking that metric and just going, well, the underlying theme of this is to post consistently. Well, what does my consistency look like? It might look like three times a week and maintaining that because the whole point of three times a day Uh, Sorry, the whole point of everyday posting is to get exposure consistently, right? So how do I do that in my way that's doable, okay? It's always helpful to think about the people that you are serving and to ask yourself, what is the function of this strategy for those people? 
again, it might be really hard because in business brain, you're always thinking about yourself, your offer, what you're trying to sell, what you're trying to sell and get. But practice as a business owner to like flip the table and just think in their shoes and think if I were seeing this person post every day, would I be annoyed at the quality of content they're currently posting? Or would I be excited to wake up and be like, what did they post today? Because it's so valuable. Okay, that's a really great way to look at it. So many of us are just taking these myths or these, you know, tips like you need to post every day for consistency and just taking them at face value without asking these questions. Who said that? Is it suitable for me specifically and my strategy? How can I make this my own? What is my version of the theme or the concept that's being implied here? And what system would help me to implement it? That is it. And sometimes, just like in life, the best plan is not to plan. Because when you leave room for possibilities, like with your content, perhaps instead of two, I mean, instead of three, you're creating two and making one of them just your spontaneous post whatever day. And that might serve you. That might be just as strategic as creating three in advance. And that's because perhaps your audience loves your random life dumps. That's what I've been doing and it's been so freaking fun. And people are like, my God, I feel like I know you better. I love that you're showing us more of your life and it feels a bit more candid. And maybe that gives you a glimpse into the kind of strategy you want to take. Perhaps you're like, you know what? For a season in my business, maybe I'm just going to candidly post more often and see what happens. You are the alchemist. You are the scientist of your own business. And when you leave more room to play and not just take people's advice and just like fill your schedule and your business up with all this kind of like stuff that you have to do or else you won't get this result. You just don't have room to be innovative and come up with your own solutions and even receive information and intuition and signals from your own business because often they're there, but we're not looking at them. We're too busy looking at what we're missing out on or what we're not doing. Okay, it's kind of that relationship with your business. Be intuitive with it. Have structure, have strategy, yes, but also be intuitive. Make room, make space. So what's actually needed in this example of like consistency to wrap up this episode is simply an audience. You need positioning with that audience and you need trust in order for them to convert. And you can accomplish this by being authentic, by being your product and finding your own version of consistency on a systematic level tangibly and intangibly think of influencer marketing or kim kardashian like your brand is simply built by being magnetic and consistent in that magnetic identity you might outsource things you might delegate things you might have team to support you but at the end of the day what you talk about what you sell what you offer simply becomes appealing because it's a byproduct of the lifestyle you have and the only way you access that lifestyle is if you feed into it a system, a structure that supports you to protect those values, protect that schedule of yours and have a full cup. So when you naturally show up for yourself, your business does expand. And the only thing that you need to be consistent in at the end of the day is taking care of that rhythmic relationship with yourself and your business. Allow it to take time because taking time isn't a problem. Allow yourself to build in a joyful way, even if it's hard, find the joy, find the pleasure in it and allow yourself to play because at the end of the day, your most influential self, your most expansive high income earning business is going to come from the most fulfilled version of you. Okay, so. In conclusion, you guys, I want to invite you to again check out the workshop that I talked about. It's going to be linked in the bio. If you really need business foundations and are not sure where to start to get your business off the ground, or perhaps you're someone who has been running business for a while, but it's feeling a little stagnant, unclear, and your strategies are like all over the place. This is the perfect workshop for you to just wrap your head around what are the fundamental components of your business. I'm going to talk about the business wheel framework and how to build your business without hustle in that workshop. So go check that out in the description below. And lastly, I wanted to celebrate Kendall, who inspired this episode 
as part of this celebration segment, I want to start doing these on some of these episodes. I want to celebrate you guys because you are awesome and you have come so far and you're sharing it with me and I love that. I love that I get to be part of your flow-based business journey. So Kendall has shared with me that she has literally allowed herself to accept that her need to have fun and joyful activities are what ignite the passion in her and allowing herself to find consistency in balancing the joyful fun activities and choosing actions and steps and strategies in her business that feel fun that is what has allowed her to move the needle forward in her business she has acknowledged for herself and these are in her own words consistency in the traditional sense is not something i can strive for but i do know that breaking up my day with fun and self-care can create better flow with my work because it's impossible for me to just force it I love this. I love this. Go Kendall. I'm so happy for you. And I'm so glad that you are doing the work, the deep inner work and the strategic work to get your business to a place where it does not feel hustly. So my loves, as always, engage in the question box of this episode. I would love to hear your answers to the question poll of this week and leave a comment, a review, and make sure to tag me on socials if this episode resonated with you. All right, I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.